there, Avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about Lost in the Neverwoods by Aidan Thomas, which was the Book of the Month winner on SinsWorkshop.com. You can go ahead on SinsWorkshop.com right now and vote for November's Book of the Month title. Now, let's get into it. Lost in the Neverwoods is a dark fantasy modern retelling of the tale of Peter Pan. I will say this, if you are a fan of Peter Pan, this is definitely the novel that you should read and pick up. I will say, however, that one of the things that does make it hard to connect to this novel is that opening pacing for the first third of the novel. Thomas is clearly focusing on building up the history of this town, building up Wendy's history, um, building up Wendy as a character so that you become invested in her. So it is a little slow paced as far as the, st the story is concerned. It does have a slow pace. It does take a little bit to get into because you're not really quite sure how the story is going to fit into that scope of what it means to be Peter Pan, you know. What exactly is the story going to be about? Yes, it's going to be about missing kids. Is Peter good? Is Peter bad? Um, what is his relationship to Wendy? So there are lots of opening questions and of course the author does answer and they're really silly questions. Um, I'll be the first to admit that. But at first it doesn't feel like a Peter Pan retelling and I think that's something that's going to build a wall between the reader and the, and the story because when you pick up a Peter Pan retelling you're expecting it on some level to instantly feel like a Peter Pan retelling. You're expecting to really connect to Wendy Darling and to Peter Pan and the Darlings themselves. But Thomas's word choice for the storytelling is also, it's a little fuzzy. Um, and I say fuzzy because it's clear that the Darlings have never recovered from losing John and Michael. They have no idea what happened to them, so there's no closure. So it's like an open wound. And every time a kid goes missing in their town, that wound is, you know, it's, it's just ripped open again. You know, it's never, ever going to heal. You understand that as a reader. And as a parent, honestly, I can connect to that. You know, I don't think any parent is ever, ever going to recover from losing their dearest children. I know I would never, ever recover if I lost my son or my daughter who's due next, in, oh gosh, she's doing four weeks. <laughs> I knew, I know that I would never, ever be able to recover. Um... But they still have Wendy, 
you know? And I'm not saying that that makes up for it. It's just the language and the dynamics between the three of them, it does alienate the reader because yes, they have Wendy. They don't really seem to show any appreciation that they got Wendy back. You know, it's like, oh, she's, she's just there and they could care less. I understand, again, the heartbreak, but you have a child that still needs your love, you know? And it's not like they're neglectful or abusive. They're there, they're just not present. You know, they are not emotionally present. They are emotionally walled off. So these aren't the darlings that you would normally be able to connect to. And it really does take some time because also there is a language choice. Sometimes when you see Mr. Darling get mad and then you're like, Wendy flinches or the way she kind of just avoids her father. It almost seems like after the disappearance of his sons, he became an abusive drunk, but you're seeing from the context that that's not the case. Um, so I think the language and the tone there really did fail the author in trying to convey what they want to convey to the reader, that they are just a broken family. Um, and that's really kind of sad. Um, and it kind of sucks because again, you're thinking, oh boy, did he become an abusive drunk? No, he didn't. You can see from the context of the story that he didn't become an abusive drunk. He's just, again, he's not emotionally available to Wendy. Neither is, you know, his mother, her mother. So it takes some getting used to, to navigate these dynamics, to navigate the character, characterization. Now that being said, I did overall like the story. I do think Wendy as a character does grow. She becomes very resilient. She becomes very strong. She becomes very proactive. Um, she starts facing a lot of her fears. She's looking to see how she can find out what happened to her brothers in those six months because that's the key. It's the key to everything she needs to know what happened in these six months. And that means something, you know, to see her go on this journey and to see her go on this character growth. And then there's Peter. You know, I love Peter. I think Thomas did an incredible job with building up Peter as a character. Honestly, I think he was well-written. I think he has all of Peter Pan's charm. In fact, he reminded me a lot of Jeremy Sumter from Peter Pan, that movie, which, by the way, still my favorite Peter Pan movie. <laughs> but I think Thomas did a really good job in establishing Wendy as Peter and Peter as a strong dynamic, as a strong duo. And I will say this, wow, that last quarter of the book 
Thomas ramps up the tension, ramps up the pacing, and delivers an amazing ending. I mean, it's unpredictable. I didn't see it coming from Miles. I still can't believe it. It was jaw-dropping. It was absolutely jaw-dropping. To see that ending come alive, I was just blown out of the water, honestly. I had no idea that that's what was going to happen. Um, but that's what made it so freaking good. That is what made it so amazing. But, you know, ultimately I have to give this book... Three point seventy five out of five stars. It was an excellent story. It was very well told. I did love the overall dynamics between them. I just think some of that word choice and some of that na internal narrative needed some work to be done when it came to the family to the darling family dynamics. Please remember to support the author by purchasing the book um, and support your local booksellers. All I ask is that you don't get the book from Amazon. Please go on barnesandnoble.com, bookshop.org, or indiebound.org. That's all I ask. Um, support your local booksellers. Remember, if you like the book, leave a review in any way, shape, or form. That is the best way you can support an author by spreading word of their book. And on that note, I hope you all continue to support me here by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading!